This is a HeadGum Podcast. of Melro 210, a quarantine sideshow of the We Hate Movies podcast, wherein we ask you to please remain indoors, but put on your sunscreen. We're having a little bit of fun today, right? We're having a little bit of fun in in Los Angeles. Goddamn right. Yeah, this is the... uh, Step into a place known as (laughs) Melrose, where... <laughs> no, Rod go Sterling, on. just no, no. That's it. Just Rod. <laughs> St- I'm just going to say Rod Sterling. <laughs> you know the rest of that bit. Submitted for your approval, a <laughs> short man who sounds like a horse. Marrows where a lot of white people narrowly avoid getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> they really do, man. It is like hopscotch with not having sex in this show. Has anyone like? I mean, except for that one episode where Billy was fucking laying pipe with that one lady. Oh yeah, I think that's it. And I mean, obviously Jane and Michael are fucking on the reg. But that's oh, it. what you're asking about, like successful fucking? Yeah. yeah. See, I, I think am. what you're not hearing is that dude Matt is getting it wet every fucking night. I, I, you know what? I hope so because that guy's mm. life seems pretty miserable. Yeah, dude, it can't be all fucking halfway houses and bounce checks. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Oh, I really hope that he's fucking dudes left and right. Speaking of, mm. responsibly yours is the eighth episode. Uh, I'm sorry, the ninth episode of Melrose Place, season one, uh, original air date September the ninth, nineteen ninety two. And oh. uh, and who are you? Oh, I, I'm sorry. Great question. <laughs> uh-huh. well, I, you know what? I Rod just... Sterling. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. I'm sorry. It's Rod Sterling talking to you. Uh, you know what? I cut warming up short, and that was a mistake. My name <laughs> is Steven Sadak. I am joined, as always, with very good friends of mine, except for Andrew, who likes to point out my flaws. Uh, Eric Siska. Hello. Uh, Christopher Cabin. Ahoy, hoy. And Andrew Jupin. Yo! Also known as the man who's never made a mistake. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> I got it tattooed right on my ass, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is an episode. It's mostly a Billy episode. For, and for Billy stands out there, uh, at least of the Billy impression, you'll be excited to know that there's oh, a lot of Oh, who are that. those cursed people? Mr. and Mrs. Shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, I liked this episode because it was a Billy episode. It's just like a hate watch, you know? <laughs> he is, like, I mean, like, I, I guess the idea is... Billy is so immature. We're just going to sit around and wait for him to figure it the fuck out. Is that the idea? Because I'm already sick of it. Well, he's got the brain of a baby. Yep. Uh, but he looks good, so you want to fuck him. Sure. And there's some there's something in between there that I guess you're supposed to be attracted to. Well, it's like that like innocent pool boy naivete <laughs> kind of thing. Like... And this episode, it kind of makes a little bit more sense because it's like him going after an older woman. And like you could see all of this coming together if it weren't for the fact that this woman was a Kathy-esque stand-up comedian (laughs) uh, with a kid that no one should want to be around. Now, by Kathy, you mean like the comic strip and not Kathy Griffin. Not Kathy Griffin. No, Kathy Griffin is a real comedian. 
this woman, no, I meant like the ack ack. Yes, yes. I just wanted to point strip. it out because contemporary of Dawn Bonds would yes. be Kathy Griffin. Yes, yeah, actually, I, that's I, true. I actually think that she probably, you know, the problem for this woman is she missed the stand up comedy boom in the 80s. She's not going to make it in the alt scene that's coming up. You know what I mean? It's like the early 90s. <laughs> that's very yeah. true. She's no Janine Garofalo. She's no Laura Keitlinger even. Wow, that takes me back. Mm-hmm. Go back in time. Put some money on UCB. <laughs> <laughs> but get out before the getting's good. Yeah, <laughs> that ain't that true. <laughs> uh, still existing in Los Angeles, in the greater Los Angeles area, as far as I know. Um, so this episode, speaking of the greater Los Angeles area, uh. we've got Billy uh, just driving around his cab. He sees a woman. New cab, by the way. Oh, is it a new cab? Yeah. yeah. Very exciting. He fucking smiles like a wolf when he Dude. sees this lady broken down on the hot fucking <laughs> He's a serial killer. <laughs> He's I fucking said, nuts. In my notes, I said it's a Bundy esque grin. Yep. It's just like, oh, yeah, here it comes. She's <laughs> got nowhere to go now. It was <laughs> totally crazy. Like, he moves, the, like, it starts off, he's listening to some, like, canned, like, fake punk rock music or whatever. And it was so weird how as soon as he spotted that woman broken down, that toothy grin came out, and he just gently adjusted the radio to Tom Petty. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you should say that. I was looking at the soundtrack uh, because it's always... Um, we never, you know, obviously Hulu and whatever, they, they cut it out. Two songs in this episode, I don't know where they are. One is I Won't Back Down with Tom Pet- by oh, Tom Petty. Out of town. I'm not kidding. And the other one is, uh, if you were here on Monday, you'll laugh at this, Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. No way. That's oh. when Sandy and Jake are about to bone, I bet. Yeah, oh, definitely. I, yes. I feel like Aaron Spelling had a fucking sit down with Chris Isaac. Like, listen, Chris, I just want the, want the whole kit and caboodle. I want to be in the Chris Isaac business. <laughs> I, I Whatever I, that is. I wish we could like pay more money to get the real songs. You know what I mean? I know. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, could I? Yeah, like, could I spend like two dollars an episode just to hear the fucking right thing or what? Oh yeah, I want to. I want to hear Hurdy Gurdy Man when he smiles and sees this lady on the road. <laughs> That's a fucking great idea, though, dude. I would pay like an extra few bucks a month on Hulu to get bumped up to the actual licensed music level. Exactly. It would be fucking paying for itself in no time. And then, yeah, also, you know, now all these artists are getting extra money. You know, yeah. the, the, the whole the touring industry is dead right now. They could use it. <laughs> totally. Uh, so yeah, so like he he pulls over. It is um he comes across. Hold on, let me pull up the actress's name. It just went away because I was looking at the soundtrack. Right, uh, she was in just one of the guys. Yes, yeah. she was. Classic film, great Comedy Central classic. Joyce Heiser as Dawn Bonds here. Uh, Joyce Heiser dated Warren Beatty at some point. Really? Whoa. Yeah. I mean, I so, guess she, she must have got too old for him at some point. Well, yeah. She was number, what, 375? <laughs> she got something at some point. <laughs> He's doing this thing uh, that I cannot fucking stand. And I've never understood the dude impulse of let's pretend I know everything about this broken down car. Exactly, yes. dude. You, that is, you are fucking playing with fire, man. What an asshole. You either know how to fix cars or you don't. And the vast majority of us don't. So you'd be like, hey, lady, it looks like you broke it down. Can I call someone for you? you know exactly. What I mean? And like, it turns out this lady knows way more than he does. He's like, oh, well, how about, uh, I don't know, you check the, the coolant or what? Oh, it seems a little low. And she's like, that's the oil, you dumb pig. I mean, you guys are judging this guy a lot, but like, how else is he supposed to get the syringe in her neck? <laughs> He's got to get close. He's got to say something. All right, I'll give you a ride to the service station, but you got help me move this couch 
Oh, you'll find that the back seat of my cab doesn't have a uh, uh, unlock button. It just got spikes like in the movie The Bone Collector. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, this cab, it may look like a cab on the outside, but it's actually an old police car. <laughs> no opening this back door, Dawn. Yeah, I'll try this. I can't do the voice at all. My God. Uh, wait, let me try to get, get to it. Allison, Allison, Allison. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, this car, this cab is actually death proof. <laughs> oh, are you gonna go left or right? <laughs> you really gotta be sitting in my seat, though. Just want to uh, be talking to my lawyer, Kobayashi. <laughs> but so yeah, she gets in the car. He's like, "Yeah, I'll take you to, to the to the gas station. We'll figure this out together." And like she, it's like a sarcastic humor thing. Like she's like doing, and, and it's all the writing, whatever. It's, it's, it's not. Yeah, show. this it's is not a, a real comedian. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to be, to be fair, she's presented as such because she's playing open mic shows. Yes, and she also is like super sarcastic. He's playing the radio too loud. She's like, "Hey, Tony Orlando, why don't you tone it down a little bit?" I'm like, Tony dude, Tony yeah. Orlando. These <laughs> kinds of well, because because she's Dawn, of course. Gotcha. Is she fifty two? <laughs> well, that's the thing that's weird, right? Is not only does she have these like snappy one liners, but like it's snappy one liners that you find in. Like older style comedians, like almost like a Rickles, like because she does not let up, like busting his balls the entire time, except when he stops to one compliment her name, but then like she says like what her day job is. She's like, oh, I uh, sell shoes, and he just fucking goes, you sell shoes? Wow, what a waste! <laughs> you you sell sh- shoes by the sea floor? <laughs> Selling shoes. Wow, what a fucking idiot. I can't believe it. Because <laughs> it's amazing because she's just like, I don't know, man. I got to pay the fucking bills. It's like, you got to be an actress or something with the beauty, the brain, the sarcasm. I mean, come on. You're a perfect pair. Wow, it's so crazy. You're such a pretty smart lady, but you got the personality of an 86-year-old insult comic. <laughs> uh, so she actually, it's in this kind of, it's it's funny how certain things come back. Um. She doesn't have enough money for the fare, so she's like, "Oh, hey, um, I can't give you. I, I, I'm a little low on cash. How about I give you these?" And she pulls out a bunch of open mic tickets, Dude. which is not legal tender. That's I'm a sorry. Negative value. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I That's- started having flashbacks though, dude, because she fucking whips out these tickets. She's like. Well, how about we, uh, you know, trade, uh, you know, like make a trade or whatever it is. And she pulls these tickets out, and the first thing she says is bring your friends and i started having flashbacks to fucking like improv shows like please come to my fucking show i'm contractually obligated to bring 30 people or else i'm gonna owe the club 800 (laughs) dollars more using those as money it's like saying i can't cure your cancer but i can give you ebola (laughs) how's that how's that in the trade like they should have been at least like you know a gift certificate to the movies or something yeah look, or 20 percent off shoes how about that you you're a shoe lady that's the that's the thing you do that has value right. to me that would have yeah. actually been kind of a funny cute scene of billy trying on shoes at her place yeah Ooh. totally get a little um i'm too sexy montage going <laughs> yeah. so we cut back to melrose place Ooh, before we do though i want to point out one last thing about this scene where she gets dropped off uh because it's really funny and i don't know why they didn't do a second safer looking take but when they arrive at the gas station she's like oh here's a filling station you drop me off here and they have this shot where like it's definitely andrew shoe driving the car 
and he whips it into this fucking gas station right yeah. in front of these two extras that are walking by. <laughs> You're right. I was like, Jesus Christ, he almost hit those two girls. Also, you you know from this scene, it's very important to point this out, that he, of course, will be able to get along with this little kid because he has the little kid naivete that when she's like, hey, here's some tickets to this open mic I'm doing stand-up at, his response is not a polite, like, Thanks, but no thanks. But he eagerly grabs the tickets and goes, cool. Yes, yes he's a dumbass, much like the child. Uh, hey, uh, Billy, uh, you know what? Um, I asked you for your till this week at the cab, and you brought me six open mic tickets. Hey, <laughs> Groupon to Hardee's. Uh, this is, I can't do this. I need real cash, Billy. Rieger. <laughs> I got this fucking idiot. Driving my cab. Oh, you know, it's okay. You can just pay me in Twizzlers. <laughs> Skittles. Not you, Twizzlers. Yeah, uh, do you have change for a peanut M&M or what? <laughs> Don't worry, Mr. Mercedes. I got a fucking, I got a slammer pog. Oh, remember pogs? That's how I pay my bills. <laughs> pay in pogs. Remember pogs, kid. They're the hottest item right now. <laughs> I sent my collection of buttons to the IRS. <laughs> so they go back to Melrose Place, and Rhonda is making everyone dinner at Allison's place, and she's making this shrimp etouffee, and like Billy will not shut the fuck up immediately. Like she's fantastic, everybody. What's another day I had? And everyone's like, oh god, is he going to do this all night? And I fell in love. <laughs> And they're kind of making fun of him because this happens every fucking week and they're sick of it. Well, also, he's fucking totally insulting Deronda's cooking yes. right here. He's like, oh, what is this shit we're eating? <laughs> and she's like, I'm making crawfish etouffee for everyone who pitched in, which was not you, by the way. Well, he goes like, oh, this it's more. I'm talking about my day. It's more important than this stupid dinner. And she's like, oh, I yeah, guess I right. should stop cooking for you. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, I, I well, I can't pitch in, but I, I do have something of negative cash value, which is tickets to an open mic. Mr. Simpson, do you see this right here where it says void, 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 and this <laughs> is not a check, actual cash value less than one hundredth of one cent? Like, dude, god damn it. And then if someone was like, here is my contribution to this dinner everyone pitched in for, also comedy club tickets. And you know he's drinking all the wine. You know he's just sitting oh. down and yep. he's having two large, everyone else having one glass. Before they finish their one glass, he's filling up his second one. Like, oh, you fuck. And he's <laughs> asking if they have taller glasses. <laughs> it's, <laughs> well, okay, it's okay because he's good for it. Uh, well, also he's it's the obnoxious thing of like it's a big group dinner and everybody's doing something to contribute and he's the only one that's just like standing there not fucking helping or even like you know you can't even get a whiff that he has asked if he can help with anything well you know what andrew he's just a macho guy he's not gonna mm. cook dinner for anybody <sighs> the people cooking if you think are allison matt and Rhonda, and he's like well that's not that's woman's work this <laughs> I'm just going to go downstairs and uh, kiss Jake's bike for a bit and wait for him to come back outside so we can play. So we see her stand-up set. It's horrible. It is, it's really just like, I mean, it, again, it's it, you can't trust the Melrose Place writers to write a stand-up set worth a damn. Uh, it's not very funny. Uh, and everyone's laughing. And it's so, I feel so bad for Matt in this scene because everyone, everyone goes, it's Rhonda, Matt, and Allison, and Billy go to see this woman's stand-up set, Dawn's stand-up set. And like, she comes. She finishes her set. She comes out, and Matt has to say something because he's nice. He's like, huh, that thing you said about uh, single life is really, really true. Wow, that's just 
You're great, man. The the uh, the non compliment to any comedian, yes, is the what you just said about X. Oh, it is so true. <laughs> it wasn't funny at all, but man, <laughs> did we get a look here? Uh, was everybody on extra alert during this comedy club scene? I was looking. I didn't notice anyone, but there were some interesting faces. Dude, front row center was a guy with just the most flowing Rapunzel-esque long hair. It was outrageous. <laughs> Is it the MC who's dressed like fucking Rob, like Stephen Wright and Robin Williams put together kind of a thing? No, it was a dude like in the audience, but the okay. MC is quite something. I will say this was an episode where I noticed a very loud wardrobe uh, on all levels. Almost every scene I was kind of blown away. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's yeah. a ton. It's a lot to deal with. Um, well, there's by also the way, a Billy great... is Billy's also dressed like a little kid throughout this entire yeah, thing, really which makes is... it so much harder for take, take to take him seriously when he's trying to basically raise this woman's child. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a kid from the Sandlot in this episode. It's like, yeah, come he's on, got, like, this baggy like striped T-shirt and like these humongous shorts, and he's like, hi. <laughs> Allison at one point has this uh, Hunter S. Thompson esque like jungle shirt on that she's tucked into shorts that do not fit. Dude, it's the '90s, <laughs> baby, and we just got to deal with it. It is just the it, '90s. It's coming back, man. I think I saw Hunter S. Thompson wear that exact shirt on an episode of Letterman one time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, she does a terrible stand-up set, and her and Billy go out for dinner uh, afterwards, which again is just like. Hey guys, thanks for cooking me dinner. Be wallpaper for my fucking to show that my gr this girl that I have friends that also get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> get the fuck out of here! I was gonna spoil it for me. Get the fuck out of here! It is fucking crazy, though. Hold dude. on a second, Steve. What did he say? Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I love it. They are like having the awkward post-show <laughs> chat or whatever, and he's talking about like going out to pizza and shit. She has. An awful line, though. And it's like, I do not understand this woman's fucking attraction to this dude. Like, he says some line. It's after Matt's fucking, uh, you know, it's so true comment. And she goes, uh, somebody ought to bottle this guy for medicinal purposes. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, dude, fucking assisted suicide. <laughs> well, no, I guess because he's so flattering and hunky to her. You know, it's like, oh, wow, I could use more of that. I guess so. Oof. Uh, so she, they, you know, during the dinner, you know, she, they, they realize that she's divorced. Uh, you know, she's a little older. You know, her, her ex-husband wanted to be David Lee Roth, it seems. Hey, uh, that's something. That, I, is, that is a AKA person he, to want to be. He had a drug problem. A pretty yeah, serious yeah, yeah. one. <laughs> I mean, we're going to look at this guy at the end of it. I, David Lee Roth is not the first thing I thought. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's more commendable to try to be David Lee Roth than uh, Robert E. Lee. Yeah, <laughs> closer. <laughs> Um, so like you know they haven't they hit it off and he, he's like oh he's over the moon for her we cut to sort of the b plot which is jake and uh michael you oh. know it's just the morning and michael's like oh man a kid wait to have this big date i have with jane and like uh jake's like oh man you're so lucky my life is empty and weird <laughs> And I've killed three people this week. I just wish I had someone to tether me down. I love this fucking shit because it's like, you know, Jake's life has been nothing but an onslaught of like rushing sex and violence. So he's so <laughs> envious of any type of normalcy. 
Is he actually working at the garage or is he killing for hire? That's a great question. We've never seen him work at this at the garage at, at all. all yet. No, no, no. Never not came back. Never nope. came back. Never came back. Never like mentioned or seen. But I have to say, uh, he must be <clears throat> pretty fucking desperate if he is going to Michael Mancini <laughs> for advice about ladies, man. Ooh. Michael, I just wish I could stop. Stop what, Jay? You know, uh, casual sex, I mean. (laughs) It's just the worst, you know. What are you talking about, man? You're totally killing it out there. (laughs) Ah, no, who told you? Uh, Yeah, but yeah, he's just like, oh, Jake, I don't understand what you're complaining about. You got a different broad every night, which again, like, I've never, like, everyone keeps saying this, but I've never seen this happen. He's Mm -hmm. kind of fooled around with that con artist lady from his past, and that is it thus far. There's got to be a second location, like the <laughs> the house that Jake built is happening. Somewhere. Oh my god, you want to see my garage? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and like, it's just really a thing where he's like, "Listen, Jake, you know your problem is you move in too fast, too strong. You got to be friends first. And he's like, "Friends, eh?" <laughs> like he's never thought about having. A... And also, like, <laughs> does he have male friends? Does he have female friends? Like, does he have anything going on aside from no, his hair? He no, he was just no. put on Earth to kill. <laughs> He doesn't know anything else other than fucking and killing. And that motorcycle. He seems that, to be pretty addicted to that motorcycle. Well, that's just a, that's that, that gets him from A to B, from fucking to killing. Exactly, dude. <laughs> uh, and, oh, I'm sorry. We, I should have I cut out the big twist at the end of the Billy scene, which is, you know, he takes her back to her place. And when he does, dun, 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 it's a babysitter and her son, Martin. Uh, the babysitter, by the way, I just looked up, is uh, played by Anastasia Nemec, the older sister of Cora Nemec. Wow, get out of town. Parker Lewis me? can't lose. That's oh. right. Yeah, dude. Drop Zone's own Cora Nemec. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about, <laughs> yeah. but whatever. I, you know fucking Parker Lewis can't lose. I, get out of here. I absolutely I do not. I don't <laughs> I 100% do not. Know wait, 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 wait. You're telling me, you're telling me you've never heard of the show Parker Lewis can't lose. I've heard the title. Okay. You know what? I don't even know if I've heard that. I what, There was Mr. Hooper. He can't. Wait, no. He doesn't lose. <laughs> no. he, what does he do? It's his neighborhood is what he, he does. He saves the day? Yeah, he does. <laughs> Anyways, no, but he fi- they find out she has a kid. And Bo's like, oh, ho, ho. Dun, uh, dun, dun. <laughs> not the end of that first act. I'll see you next but- time. Like, it would be great if he just, <laughs> like, the, the commercial came and was like, wow, that's a crazy situation. Let's see what's going to happen on the next act. Oh, uh, that one <laughs> happened to be your nephew, would it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. You are, do you like have this kid or what? <laughs> Uh, so she winds up, uh, you know, he, he comes home to Allison and Allison's like, well, that's the end of that chapter. And it's like, right. oh, hold on, hold on. But Allison's basically advising, like, cut her loose. Definitely. I mean, Which just... is the move. I'm sorry, well, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's... you know, single mothers need loving and too, right? It's not, they... No, it's not anything to do with that, dude. Of course they do. It is the fact that this is Sir William Campbell we are talking about. <laughs> Very true. And you should not be leaving this dude alone with kids, man, because there's fucking firecrackers. There's there's stoves. <laughs> there's lighters. What's Pennies can go in light sockets. <laughs> what's the matter, Allison? We, me, me and Martin just played drink what's under the sink. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play bar, Martin. Glug, glug, glug. Have you ever tried to swallow glass? <laughs> <laughs> 
This kid is kicking my ass in glass swallowing, Allison. <laughs> oh, no. I chewed mine. Oh, oh. <laughs> so he's like, what do you mean? I could be a responsible adult. I'll show you, Allison. I'm going to marry this lady. Uh, <laughs> he kind of tries. He does. So th- th- he goes back to dinner with her, which, again, like, I mean, like, I do think it's kind of on her, like, to have this dude, like, this is incredibly awkward fucking Cassavetes-esque dinner scene. Wherein oh, Jesus, it's, dude. It's, it's her, him, Woo. and Martin, the little kid. And, like, the kid's giving Billy a bunch of sass. I think even Billy beforehand is like, oh, you know, I could, I'll tell him about my comic book collection. I can tell him how good a soccer I am. So he tries these lines out. He's like, well, Martin, do you like soccer? And he's like, well, no, I fucking hate soccer, Billy. Thank you for nothing. Uh, he's like, well, what about comic books? Oh, the, the, the Silver Surfer's pretty sharp. And he's like, that kid, guy's a wuss, which actually made my blood boil a little bit. Sure, yeah, Silver little bit. Surfer? That guy doesn't even have a wiener. <laughs> well, that's actually true. He's got a silver <laughs> bump that, that grows. We've talked about it in our Fantastic Four episodes. Oh, and elsewhere extensively. Of course, these bumps grow, man. Now, now Steve, you are Silver Surfer aficionado. Uh, sure. Were uh, you jealous of Billy having supposedly every single issue from number one and on? Well, where is he storing this shit? That's it's great. Fucking but- Allison's closet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> or Malachi right. Thrones sold it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how I think he's getting that Silver Surfer number one. By the way, that's a fucking Malachi Throne gift. Try to lure him to like come work at the furniture store one summer. Yeah, which by the way is what he should be doing here if Absolutely. he wants. Because we get into this plot, and Steve will carry on with it but like billy needs money to help this woman repair her car and it's like if you really want to like take care of this woman and her child fucking nut up work at the fucking furniture store and you know just well that's the thing now And, and it's very interesting dude because that is the thing that dawn understands much more responsibly than billy does even though billy still has this cab driving job I feel like it could go at any second. He's getting paid in fucking open mic tickets, Andrew. It's not well, going anywhere. <laughs> exactly. But it's like, you know, he is that person who's like, I'm going to hide under a pile of coats and eventually <laughs> I'll be a writer. Mm. You know, and she's like, I want to be a stand up. And that's a, like a night thing. But I got to fucking keep the bills on. I got to keep little uh, Marty fed or Martin, this kid here. You know, like she understands all that shit. And he's like, well, someday I will be Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Martin is just like really giving him sass. Dawn is being like, "Come on, Martin, you said you'd be nice or whatever." He's like, "We made." He's like, "You made a deal. No, no guys at dinner." He's like, "But I asked you, Martin, didn't I ask you?" She's doing like Jack Nicholson routine. <laughs> it's kind of great, and I love Billy cutting in whenever he can to fucking dampen the douche chill a little bit. Like they are screaming about shit, and he goes. Like, in the middle of it, he's like, so, Don, what were you saying about a stand-up gig in Ventura? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, ter- it comes to pass that she does have a stand-up gig in Ventura that she can't go to because her car is all fucked up. See the first scene, uh, you know, so that's the end of that chapter. It's like, well, maybe not. He does have this. I don't know what, like, it's it's date one. This ki- This guy cannot be alone in a room with your kid in the bedroom 
no matter what he says, right? Like, you, you don't know this guy from it's, anybody. It's deeply weird. It is. Like, if this if this happened in, in, the, in the living room where she went to the bathroom, sure. It's like, I'm going to tuck in little Martin. Like, oh, nah, dude, it, no, dude, no, you're it, not. It is too much. You have to go on, like, at least three or four dates with this guy before you, you bring him home to the kid at all, really, right? Agreed. Like Big, the first, yeah, the no, first part, is. The first part was, like, a total fucking accident, like, when Which they first forgivable, meet. Which is forgivable, yeah. Yeah, like, that's my friend you know whatever this dinner thing which i believe is less than 24 hours later absolutely is a huge stretch and then an even huger stretch on top of all of this is like i don't know she's off crying about the fight or taking a shit or something <laughs> and he fucking he just walks into this kid's bedroom dude if i'm this little kid i'm gonna start screaming exactly and he's like get out of my room oh so you're like the terminator huh i i guess i am kind of like as that I've been on one date with your mother, I'm kind of like the secret terminator of your life. Huh? <laughs> huh? At then, least he's not fucking talking about Terminator 1, dude. It's very specifically <laughs> yeah. the plot of T2 Judgment Day. Right. I was getting scared when he was talking about, I'm the Terminator, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for some mom, mom, mom. <laughs> Oh, hey, Martin, how about this? Does this ring any bells for you, Martin? Watch this. Ready? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Sarah Connor. <laughs> well, that's right, Martin. I've been killing every Dawn Bonds that I can find. And your mom happens to be the last in the phone book. <laughs> By the way, he, he does mention that, oh, you're a Terminator freak as well, which is, yeah. I, I thought it's funny, the Terminator freak line. Um, yes. He's not wrong, though. This kid likes the Terminator, and he's a little freak. And he's basically like, you know, the Terminator, Martin. And again, like this is like all a bedside chat. It's just very weird. He's like, you know, the Terminator just looked out for that 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 family and their mother and son, and he just made sure that they knew that they loved each other, and he, he, he protected them all the way through. And he's like, yeah, but he left in the end. It's like, well, that's not what I'm going to do. I've been on a half a date with your mother. <laughs> Consider me your new secret protector, Martin. I, I, uh. I, do, I do also appreciate how this this uh, show recognizes that T2 is a children's film, and <laughs> it made my upbringing seem more normal. I'm like, oh, for, yeah, other kids watch it, too. <laughs> uh, but, dude, he does the fucking fatal mistake that all of these quick fix people try to do. And he's instantly making promises to this kid. Mm. I'm not going anywhere, buddy. I promise. Oh, Jesus. Listen, Martin, I'm like the Terminator. If I show up in here naked, I just need your clothes, your boots, (laughs) and your motorcycle. (laughs) Oh, my God, Mom, your boyfriend's going to put a cigar out on my nipple. (laughs) (laughs) Billy takes his fucking flesh off his hand. Ow, uh, ow, 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 <laughs> ow, ow. Oh, turns out that's just a regular skeleton. <laughs> that's right, Dawn. That's how much I love you. I'm going to rip the flesh off my own body like the Terminator, Dawn. <laughs> so then he goes home. He's like, well, Dawn has a problem with her car. Let me just scam Allison out of some money. It is, dude, this is so reprehensible what he does. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. They're sitting around. It's her, him and Allison, as always. And she's like, you know, how's it going? He's like, yeah, it's. Oh, not so great. I need $300. And she, he, he's just saying, oh, I have money problems. She's like, Ugh. and here I, and this, this is Allison's fault. She's like, and here I am, only $592 in the bank. Mm-hmm. And Billy's like, hello. Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude, never tell Billy Campbell how much money you got in the old checking account. Just, so you won't be completely destitute. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's like, and this is the thing. If he's like, you know, that's my my fling needs this money. Uh, he's like, oh no, I was like, oh, you know, 
today I got, and it's like this crazy story. It's like, I got in this car accident today, and the cab is destroyed. I won't be able to make money unless I give them $300. And also, in this car accident, I heard a woman who needs this money really bad. It's like this insane story. She's like, well, I guess I have to. She also says, you're behind on, uh, not rent, but like household stuff. So yep. it's like there's she he probably owes her like 90 bucks or something anyway or 50 60 bucks. Again, this is 1992. I did the math. This is like it's 300 bucks then, it's like 550 bucks now. That's a shit ton of money to borrow from a friend. Like I, that is real yeah. money. I mean, he's also I mean, he's not putting in for like toilet paper mm-hmm. and you just know he's turning himself into like a toilet paper mummy when he's bored like <laughs> a baby would. Yeah, but meanwhile when he talks to Alice he's like, "No, I swear Alice, I don't need it. I'll scoop this shit out. I scoop it." He's you know like, what you, you reminded me of Camp, you know what I bet Billy does? I would love uh, there's a cold open of a Seinfeld episode, like later in the series, where it's just like what Kramer does all day when Jerry's gone, like in the apartment. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's like Kramer like changing the furniture around and he's like riding a bike in the apartment. He's like pretending to do stand-up like Jerry, like all this shit. I would love the like, oh, Allison, the way it work, eh? Well, I have the place to myself. And yeah, it's like toilet paper mummy. He tries and fails to like cook eggs. He does oh, the risky gonna, business slide, but definitely. falls at the end. <laughs> I'm going to put her underwear on my face and, uh-oh, I'm Spider-Man. Splash, splash, splash. Yes, exactly. I'm suiting webs. <laughs> Because he's jerking off when yeah. he's doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Yep. I get it. Yep, yep, yep. No, but thank you for making sure we all understood what you meant. I but mean, that's like, he's also using toilet paper up for that. But can yeah, you imagine true. borrowing, like, you know, we were all all hanging out and, you know, really, really close back in our early 20s. Like, I would never think yeah. to ask to borrow $500 from any of you we're, fucking we're, dudes. We're not as close now. I like that you mentioned that. Oh, for sure. Definitely not. <laughs> I mean, I certainly wouldn't borrow money. We've certainly do. drifted apart. But <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like we were, you know, as close as Billy and Allison, sure. burgeoning romance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Five hundred is a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot, a, it's a of, money. Lot of money when you have nothing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of money now. Anyway, so like he, she's like, well, I guess I will get borrowed. It's three hundred bucks. She, she lends him three hundred bucks, and he's like, oh, awesome! I'm gonna go to my girlfriend's house, and he goes to her. And again, like if you're this woman, you cannot take this money nope. for a stand-up gig. You have to be like. No, I got to set boundaries here. Like, even if it sounds good at the time, like, you can see how strong this dude is coming on. You need to be like, I don't need to be into this guy for 300 bucks at all. No, the way he fucking jams himself into her life, you know what it reminded me of exactly is in the first Look Who's Talking movie, this is exactly what John Travolta does to Kirstie Alley's character. Like, she is constantly like, yeah, I don't know, man. And then it's like him just showing up like, yeah, how's it going? <laughs> it should be noted, this dude, also a cab driver. Exactly. He soft stalks <laughs> her in that movie. He absolutely fucking does, dude. Um, Probably stay tuned. Oh, oh yeah, no, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, on, on the main feed, we call that. Um, which is this feed, anyways. Uh, so she, <laughs> she does re- reluctantly take this three hundred bucks, and she's like, "But I, I, even if I took the money, who's gonna, who's gonna watch Martin for the day?" It's like, oh, I can do it. Hello, <laughs> Look, we could do all the good stuff. He could take a bath, and I could blow dry his hair right there, and you know, that'll be easy. It'll be you know, easy. Allison, when I was a little boy, you know what I loved taking a tub, and I dry my hair at the same time in case it got wet in the tub because I hate when my hair got wet. But also, 
Watching TV while in the bathtub is just so much fun for a little boy. No, what you need to do is you got to strap a horse bridle around your head, <laughs> hook it up to a bunch of electrodes, and jump. Oh, no, that's the ring. Oh, oh, you know what, Don? I have some bad news. Uh, earlier tonight, we were hanging out, me and Martin, and uh, I went to the bathroom for a minute, and when I came out, Martin had watched a tape I left in the VCR. Uh, long story short, hope you're still stand-up gig was good, but your child has seven days to live. Bye! <laughs> but we can always make toast in the tub together. <laughs> are, are the horses okay? Oh, about the horses. Um, <laughs> I have ruined you both personally and professionally. Bye! Uh, Just, uh, yeah, by don't the go w- to the beach. Just don't go to the beach. <laughs> uh, by the way, on our Patreon feed, there is an episode full length, two hours and like ten minutes on the ring, available now. Goddamn right. Um, so she, like, you know, sh- she winds up going. Billy is watching this kid. Meanwhile, Jake and Sandy have this thing. I mean, like, I, I don't know how many times I need the same. St- like, we've done this before, right, on this show, where it's like. I don't know, Jake. I think we've tried and failed at love. It's like, well, what if we tried one more time? And it's like, okay, I guess so. He goes to her bar and he's like, listen, uh, Michael uh, just... Dude, shooters, come I, on. I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes to shooters. Shooters! By the way, this is such a fucking filler plot. It is it's so No doubt about it, dude. You should have had more fucking scenes of them at Magic Mountain. Yeah. Or he's maybe, like, you know what? Tie this in with a fucking Allison at work storyline or something else. Exactly. What? Maybe Rhonda's got something going on. Maybe Matt could go on a date with a man. Says 90s television. Well, that's oh, okay. I, feel, I, I, thought, I thought Chris was doing the music that was playing at shooters <laughs> no i was actually uh, doing a cover of the classic 90s hit scat man <laughs> yeah <laughs> i knew i recognized it from somewhere i want some... bop, bop, bada, bo, indeed. Yeah. yes uh but yeah no it's, it's i mean I, I do feel like the, to your point like there was a uh, a big board of like uh, all the melrose plot lines that could happen and like matt being on a date with a man kept getting pushed down the, the line like what if jake and allison what if sandy and Al, sandy and jake tried it one more time before that happened <sighs> So he she go, he goes up to her and he's like, "Hey, Michael just told me about this brand new thing about men and women being friends first. And she's like, "What, y'all?" But yeah, it's just like, "Oh, you know, what if we were friends first? And we tried to keep everything platonic." And she's like, "I don't know, Jake. It's just like, ah, oh, Jake." And it's like, "Okay." <laughs> She's got a new haircut this week. They are trying to keep this character on the show as best they can. Uh, They're just- trying, and it, it kind of sucks because you know we got to see. Amy Locaine do really well in that Sandy episode a couple weeks ago where she's in the movie mm-hmm. and all of that. And it's like, now it's just back to this. And I do appreciate that there is a line that's kind of funny from her because he's like, I think it's the scene starts like mid conversation with them. So you don't hear what he says, but it's clearly like, do you want to get a bite or something like that? And he, she's like, Ooh, Jake, child, I don't know. You want to get a burger here at Shooters after I'm done working, y'all? But I've been working here. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 like a like a, like a real restaurant, not, a, not Shooters. Uh, an Italian restaurant, you know, the fancy kind. Oh, man, they, then they go to an Italian re- restaurant and they feed him in the alley like those dogs. <laughs> <laughs> that is how Jake would take a woman on a date, like a fucking tramp. Yeah, <laughs> Billy's playing the accordion in the background. <laughs> they both agree to let you know, no fucking, we're going to be friends. And Jake has the line, uh, "What's that old saying? Abstinence makes the heart grow fonder." Nice try, dude. Uh, so that's tattooed on Mike Pence's chest. 
they uh yeah but which is i mean it's just weird because they like they come to this realization like let's just be friends and see where that goes that's what they've been doing like am yeah. i wrong like i don't i don't understand what this i think because what the I development that, is well the development steve is that they actually finally try it out yeah i think so much of what you're talking about has just been them like in passing like you know we fucked that one time and it didn't work out you know that fuck we fucked that one time yeah. and it didn't work you know yeah. what i mean but like now this is them like desperately putting their money where their mouth is i guess and i feel like part of it is jake doesn't even fucking believe what he's putting out here it's just another he's gonna try to get laid he also just wants to he he needs to be with somebody that has as many stds as he does <laughs> it just makes it easier honestly yeah there's no awkward phone call a month later <laughs> oh yeah i still got it do you still got it yep still got it okay <laughs> Talk to y'all later. Um, <laughs> Guess we're bound by this forever. So they do go on. The, I mean, it's a, a bullshit storyline. So they, they do go on their stupid date. Uh, they they come back they're like, wow, that movie stunk, but we made fun of it. We had a lot of fun, didn't we, Jake? And he's Ooh, like, yes, we did. I wonder what movie that could have been. Oh, good question. Shit, Ooh, I should have looked it up. Oh. What would have been out when this this episode aired? I'm, I'm pulling up Letterboxd. There right, we go. Chris Cabot's going to be on that. So, but they, they, while he's doing that, they're just like, they're kind of fooling around. They're, they're talking in uh, the vestibule there at Melrose Place, and they give each other a big hug, and they wind up making out and going into his, his, his apartment, and then they're kind of fucking on the couch. This is some steamy shit, by the way. It was pretty hot and heavy, dude. And, like, honestly, I was like, oh, yeah, now I remember why I was watching this. That's what Melrose Place should be. I mean, that's the thing. That's what Melrose Place should be. It's like everyone mm. fucking each other. Yeah. This should have been the fucking A story, not for nothing. We don't see Billy getting down with the stand-up comedian. But the Billy story is compelling in his own idiocy playing out. <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. But but um, she, she blows up at him. And she's like, yeah. I can't believe I got tricked into having sex with you again, this, Jake. It makes no sense. Like, you just started doing this. Like, yes. it, it's not like you went all the way. You stopped yourself. And, like, before, they're talking, like, like cocaine addicts they're like i mean we did it and we didn't have to do it again it's amazing it's incredible right we don't have to do yeah it's incredible let's you know you know what we could go upstairs and we could touch each other and it won't be sexual it won't you're, be sexual at all you're absolutely right chris because like the whole thing is like they went on a nice normal date and they liked it a lot and then they get back to mel rose place and then there's the 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 urge to fuck they succumb to it but they still had a nice time together exactly they're, it's not like they're uncompatible Exactly. Jake, I think the problem, child, isn't with us, but it's with Melrose Place. <laughs> it's got the evil in it, child. Well, Malachi Throne is in the pool, and he can <laughs> cast spells whenever he likes. Ooh, that evil demon man is always grabbing my toes while I'm swimming, y'all. Oh, Sand Sandy, we can't have sex in my place again. It's uh, the, the 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 wall is saying red rum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, child. Uh, he he pinches my toes all the time. That's how. I keep him at bay. He's a fuck guy. You know what, Jake? Why don't you just go get me a, a beer from the fridge? Oh, no. Actually, I forgot. Zool is in that fridge. We got to get out of there. Child. Oh, Sandy, thanks for cooking breakfast. Oh, you didn't cook breakfast? <laughs> the eggs just exploded on the counter? <laughs> Still pretty good. But, that, but that's a, to, to Eric's point, it's like, yeah, they had a really nice day. They got to like first and a half base at most. And she's like, I can't believe we went on a date and made out afterwards. Life is terrible, y'all. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you guys should date each other. 
Like yeah. you're, you're both stupid. It works I mean, out. Here's, yes. here's what they should do. Just have a fuck a thon and after a while they'll they'll succumb to watching television or something and not be as a na- you know, I think they are potentially a good match. They just have to fuck it out for a while. Exactly. That's yeah, exactly yeah. right, dude, because eventually you're totally right. Like they're gonna be getting down one time, like are about to get down, and then Jake's gonna be like, Oh, excuse me, I have to use the restroom first. And when he comes back, She's got fucking Letterman on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, you know or like I mean? Star Trek Six is on TV now. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like they will it, it would work out if they give it a chance. This they just have to fuck it out. <laughs> this is an underrated Star Trek movie, y'all. <laughs> oh, Jake, you better sit down and watch Undiscovered Country with me, child. Because I'll tell you what, it is unappreciated in its time. But ooh, child, people are gonna respect it huh, in 20 so, years. So that alien's nuts was on his knees? <laughs> So do you guys want to hear what he could, they could have been possibly seeing? Yes. Please. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, first and foremost, a former episode, Pet Cemetery 2. Ooh, okay. Maybe. Uh, Ooh, that fat kid hated his stepdad <laughs> child. Oh, there's so many dead cats in that child. <laughs> uh, Bob Roberts. <laughs> Ooh, that one looks a little too political for me, child. <laughs> Uh, the Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me. Oh my I, lord! I was just lost. Should I have seen that TV show? <laughs> <laughs> Someone was telling me it was a prequel or something. Every picture I see of that girl is her dead. <laughs> How's uh, she alive here? Uh, I don't. I just. What the hell was David Bowie doing in that movie? I just I'm confused. <laughs> Sandy, I'm confused. Sandy, he wasn't even sexy in it. And uh, the outlier would be a uh, honeymoon in Vegas. Mm. I think any of those are contenders for these. Honeymoon in Vegas sounds like the plot for them to go to. Mm-hmm. Dude, I right? guess that's true. That that idiots would want to see a movie, they'd see an idiot movie. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's irresistible in its own in, in its own time. It was, I, I uh, suppose, it was a winning film. Uh, they wind up. Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of their thing. We'll leave that alone. Billy is taking this kid out. He brings this kid, and again, he dump, He comes back. Allison is just given three hundred bucks. The, half of her entire fucking savings and he's like hey Alfred, why don't you watch this kid with me it'll be fun and she's dude like, this was so frustrating to me because you could tell she's got like her perfect saturday planned because mm-hmm. she's like sitting at home she's painting her toenails like clearly there's there's something going on like she's gonna do something with the day and then it's like now you're watching a kid with me bop like, let's go to Magic Mountain. And he's like, oh, okay, I guess so. You Can know, I ask really quickly, what the hell yeah. is Magic Mountain? Thank you. I was about to ask the same thing. I believe thing. it's that a Six a, Flags. It's yeah. Six Flags oh. Magic Mountain. I'll look it up right now. Because when I, they go to Magic Mountain, I was pretty sure. Th- is this the same roller coaster from the intro video and Step by Step? It very well might be. Because mm, couldn't, lo- couldn't tell yet. But, you know, like Magic Mountain, I was like, what is that, a Disney ride? Like, I know context of what this could have been. But this oh, mountain yeah. is is a roller coaster wait right? so is it is it the mountain from uh encino man uh pr- yes i think it, it, it is also an encino man I, I i'm pulling up a list it's been featured on uh the credits to step by step yes uh, uh ncis entourage the bionic woman the a-team chips one woman oh, way yeah, out yeah, games yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah 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 night what if ra- we do this what if we do this but for entourage for the next virus <laughs> oh, oh I'll, I'll kill myself <laughs> that's, that's when we all go away 
Uh, yeah, n- knowing that the next virus will be the last one, we'll do Entourage. We'll do like the first three episodes of Entourage, and <laughs> that's quest. enough. Viking Quest. Um, so uh, they're at the, they're having fun at Magic Mountain. Uh, Allison and Billy get to talk. The only and Allison's just like, oh, you know, Billy, and like this is like a really personal thing she brings up. She's like, I just don't think I want kids. Like, what are you fucking stupid? And it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. It's something I'm kind of working through right now, and I would appreciate some support. No, that's pretty dumb. You're a woman. Shit out of kid. <laughs> and she has the greatest response, which is like, hey, man, just because I fucking can do it physically doesn't mean I fucking want to do that. She's like, you know, I'm very career oriented. That's my only path that I think about. Like, that's my own thing. When I think about having kids, like, frankly, I want to fucking throw up, Billy. Uh, also, the same reaction I get whenever you walk into the room, interestingly enough. There is a, because uh, I do remember this first, I don't know if it's the first or second season they reveal this, but I do think it's interesting. They keep setting up this like bad relationship with Allison and her parents, which comes to roost in a big bad way in one of these episodes, it, dramatically, which is actually pretty good on this show, I think. I don't remember where this that falls. Yes. But, uh, yeah. I they, feel like they, the, the show knows it already, I think is what I'm saying. You know it's, I mean? Yeah, it's entirely possible. Yeah. Just like they know that eventually Billy and Allison are going to have sexual intercourse. Yeah. I, I mean, they make the date, they make a reservation to fuck at the end of this episode. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Bed for two. So they, they go back to Melrose Place and now this kid, I mean, like, also, like, if I'm, if I'm this woman, it's like, hey, could you just, like, watch my kid in my house? Like, don't go to all over the place. Don't bring him to your seedy fucking apartment building. Mm, yeah, uh, it's a tough call, man. Because yeah, like, sure, I don't want you fucking uh, taking my kid weird places, but also like, I don't want you rooting through my own things while. Yeah, I'm that's gone. a good that's point. A great point. You know, because yeah. I feel like this woman knows, like, I can trust this guy with my kid. Like, he's not gonna, you know, kill him or anything. But I don't trust him to not look through my mail. <laughs> yeah, or underwear or yep. whatever. He definitely yep. would. Yep. yep, absolutely. Also, missed opportunity for this episode because they kind of s- start setting it up, and I was like, oh, here we go, and it does not happen, is when they're having that talk, when Billy and Allison are having that talk about how she doesn't want kids, uh, uh, little Martin has gone over to this little like merchandise stand, and he's looking at a hat or something like that. And Allison says something, because like, Martin runs ahead of them, and she's like, Billy... You know, you got to keep your eye on kids. They can disappear. I thought this was going to yep. quickly turn into a this kid's lost at the fucking amusement park episode. Ooh, we uh, got a crazy heart scene. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly right, dude. That minus been, minus the crippling alcoholism. It would have made a better episode. It would have been more interesting to see Billy and these characters in that environment. Also, he, it's a great way for him to learn, like, Having a kid isn't always like fun. Like sometimes yes. shitty stuff happens. Oh, exactly. great! Now I'm wrapped up in a kid abduction. Great! <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see this coming. Well, here's my whole weekend. Uh, so she comes. You know, Al- and Allison's just remarking with all the other ladies about how good Billy is with the kid. Yada yada. And this is again more setting up. That they're gonna fuck eventually. Uh, Dawn shows up. She's like, oh, thank you so much, Billy. And by the way, Billy, thank you so much for that $300 you just gave me because I knew you for three days. And Allison's just like ice cold, like, oh, really? Dawn leaves, and she blows up at Billy, rightfully so. And he's like, Allison, come on. And he's like doing that same Billy shit where he's not really apologizing. He's just like, well, come on, Allison. I don't know. I needed the money. His his fucking, his fucking like tone all the time when like they get into these fights is his he's basically saying without saying 
you knew what you were getting into. Yes, exactly. Like, that's his way of apologizing. He's like, well, sorry, but you fucking knew what this was when you signed <laughs> up for it, stupid. <laughs> and she's like, I can never trust you again, which is true. Because, I mean, it's not like, it's one thing if he just was, like, elliptical. It's like, well, I just need $300, and I can't tell you why. And that, that'd be one thing. But she, he makes up this whole fucking story. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 a big lie. It's not a small lie. It's a big fucking lie. And it's a huge lie. And it's also like the ninth time Courtney Thorne Smith has had to say uh in in her acting job to Andrew Shue's character, you lied to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, my God, the amount of fucking second chances this dude gets with her. I mean, she should have known it from the time he asked for a hundred dollars for a medical bill and he bought like a life-size <laughs> Barney. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, the third roommate, Allison. <laughs> now say hello to Barney. Oh, come on. You knew I was going to do this. I mean, oh, why, why, why you get on my fuck, back? Look how funny he is. Come on. Oh, get, out, get the fuck out of my face, okay? <laughs> you're going to be smiling, Allison. Listen, you give a dog chocolate, it's going to die. You give, a, you give me money, I'm going to waste it. <laughs> Also, if I eat chocolate, I die. It's a horrible <laughs> allergy. Uh, so that's, you know, Allison and him are on the outs. Billy uh, goes the next day to go see Dawn and the kid. He overhears her husband arguing with her through the door right before he gets in. And he's like, it's great. He's like, you waste all this money and time on stand-up comedy. And you're not even funny, which is kind of great. <laughs> Man, this dude, Bob, you know, your opinion of Bob or not. Billy should not be fucking breaking this door down. That's the thing. He br- he, he bursts and is like, excuse me, talking to my lady. And he's like, who the fuck is this? And it's like, well, this is my boyfriend, Billy. Hi, I'm an adult <laughs> man named Billy. <laughs> also, who leaves the door unlocked? It's fucking Los Angeles. Come on. The great yeah. I guess, you know, maybe in the heat of the moment with the argument probably started right when he got to the door. I mean, this guy would be in his rights to punch him in the jaw. Oh, I, well, he shoves. He, he's like, well, oh, wow. Uh, so what? He the kid Martin watches you to fuck or something like that. Dude, this is this is this is this is the line. This is the line. Does my kid get to watch when you guys are doing it? Now, here's the thing, sir. What the fuck do you know about your ex-wife that has made you take that leap? <laughs> that all of a sudden she would be fornicating in front of your child. This made it to air? <laughs> this is not a bit. We're not making this up. He literally asks if his kid watches them fuck. Yeah, like no. it, You should have a thing where it's like, Oh, what is he already asking you for money or like something like yes. that? But not is our uh, child watching you? Fuck uh, oh, child. yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you make him watch? Did you make him watch like I made all my cousins watch when we did it? Huh? <laughs> is that what <laughs> you're doing exact, there? The exact line I wrote it down is Does Marty get to watch when you two do it? Yeah. Uh. And I mean, like, and Billy shoves him pretty fucking hard, which I mean, I guess the idea is like, they need to make this guy say something so reprehensible that it, it somewhat warrants any physical violence on Billy's part, even though it doesn't. And this kid sees his dad get shoved by this little horse person in Andrew's shoe, wherein, like, <laughs> that's going to stick with this kid for the rest of his life. For Absolutely. Sure. That time I saw my mom's shitty boyfriend shove my dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. You just locked up a, a very healthy relationship with the mother there. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, too, is, like, you know, we don't know why it was that 
uh, Dawn and and Rob uh, decided to part ways. You know what I mean? Like it could have been just as much Dawn's fault, but like the point is, like the kid doesn't understand it, and like in his eyes, like the dad isn't there, and it sort of seems like he's kind of blaming the mom for it a you little bit. I think I got it. It's like that Seinfeld where it's like I I, I saw your act. <laughs> so that's why they break up. Yeah, that's that where that marriage ended. <laughs> I just can't be with somebody I don't respect. <laughs> uh, commitment yeah. man, really? Oh. Commitment <laughs> man. man. We're gonna get to oh. commitment man. I mean, it's the commitment right. man oh. thing is like Billy's been worked into the act, which is kind of fun. But yeah, it's yeah. it's something else. So she she throws him out. She's like, you feel like a big man, Billy. Blah blah blah. And like Martin, you just shoving my. And she's like, yeah, I've I known you for like three days. You're coming on way too strong. You're shoving my fucking ex-husband for no reason. <laughs> and she gives him 300 bucks. She's like, look, he gave me this money for child support. I guess my kid won't eat, but here's the money back. Um, and it's insane, too, because, you know, while it seems like to Billy, you know, he's doing her this huge favor with the 300 bucks and whatever. Uh, regardless of where he got it, he's also putting her in a supremely shitty situation because I'm sure she doesn't really want to accept this money, but at the same time has this drive to want to be a stand-up. And, you know, this is a big gig. It's a paying gig that could turn into, like, a recurring gig at this club. So, like, she's in such an ass place right now where it's like, okay, this creep who's really pushing his way through the door into my life is offering to help me out for this thing where, you know, it may boost my career. Like, so it's like doubly shitty of this guy to do this to her. It is. And it's also like, there's no, there's nowhere for this to go but down. You know what I mean? Like, maybe the, she doesn't take this gig and then in a couple of weeks she gets a better gig. You know, it's all fine. Yeah. Uh, so whatever. Um, Billy feels really deflated. He gives Allison the money back. She's like, cool. I still can't ever trust you. He's like, what? I got me the money. Oh, come on. You know what it was. You knew what it was, Allison. Stop it. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. So, I'm sorry. I, I just have to do this. Get the fuck away, away. <laughs> You know, Allison, sometimes I get so dang mad I'm not even speaking English anymore. Billy, I, I, I mean, no, I'm Billy. I got some of that fucking zombie juice in my eye. Get the fuck away from me. He, he does see her act one last time. This is when she's doing this bit. It's like, all these guys want to be heroes in your life. I got an idea for a superhero. How about Commitment Man? And I was like, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but she does. She puts on the spot like all oh, these dudes that want to like rescue you from your life or whatever, like acting like you're you don't have that ability of your own. It's kind of it's kind of good that that message comes across in this episode, at least. It, it does. Yeah, sure. But it's it's fucking hilarious, though, to just watch Billy realize that this woman has like overnight worked him into her act. Oh, totally. It's fucking great. It'd be great like, if she was doing the impression of him. It's like, you're going to have some guys come into your life and be like, oh, hello, it's me. I'm a guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get me $700. And I think he'd sound a little something <laughs> like this. Oh. <laughs> But it's kind of great because you can watch the fucking smile like fall from his face because yeah. it starts with like whatever bit she's finishing is not that. And he's like, oh, this is so great. She's <sighs> so hilarious. And then it gets right into like, you ever have a guy who like drives a cab for a living <laughs> and butts his way into your life when you don't want him to? And you can just see him be like, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, so they, they finally have it out at the bar and he's just like, 
But I want, I'm really trying. She's like, look, you're 23 and you don't know shit about shit. Also, I've got this career. I got a kid. There's no room for you in my life. It's like, oh, 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 so great. Uh, so uh, to finish the Jake and Sandy thing. Oh, oh, wait, sorry. No, hang on. Fucking worst line ever, dude. When he when he's like, he's like, all right, well, you can at least do me the courtesy of let me letting me say goodbye oh, yeah. to Martin. Oh, this and is fucked she's, up. She's she's like, yeah, I don't think that's such a great idea. And he's like, all right, just tell him I said Arthur Lavista, baby. He'll understand. <laughs> And she's like, yeah, dude, from the fucking Terminator, I took him to see the movie. <laughs> oh, you mean uh, the biggest catchphrase of, of the moment? Yeah, I think I know what that means. He'll understand. Oh, it's so uh, great. Tell him, uh, yippee ki <laughs> motherfucker. It'd be cool if, like, Martin's so dumb that he, he, the little kid's just like, what, are you saying that Billy got melted into <laughs> lava? Oh, I need a vacation. Okay, you could do me one one thing, Don. Just take out the part of the commitment man sounding like a toothless donkey. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so Jake and Sandy, you know, um, Sandy goes to Jane. Is like, oh, my, my closet doll is stuck, y'all. And she's like, oh, that sucks. Um, Michael is uh, doing open heart surgery, so he can't <laughs> exactly get to that right now. Why is there no real super in this building? I have no idea. I guess bother Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so like uh, she goes and asks Jake to come fix the door. And this is honestly one of the hardiest laughs I've ever had on Melrose Place is like he's like, oh, you got something wrong with your fucking hinge here or like whatever it is. He throws a fucking category 10 hissy fit here <laughs> that he I, I didn't know he was capable of. Honestly, he can't find his fucking Allen wrench or whatever it is. And he's like, who's been messing with my tools? <laughs> and he's so mad. And then he tries to like jam this door to like fix it or whatever happens and i don't know what the direction was for this but he this actor throws himself across the bedroom he's like knocking shit off her dresser it is a huge pratfall yeah it's like we're in a french comedy or something (laughs) i don't know what's going on exactly dude fucking jacques tati's falling down the stairs like (laughs) i don't understand what was supposed to be happening here there's no way that was an appropriate reaction and she's like, oh, Jake, you all right? I guess we should be friends after all. By the way, she's like, oh, I got this huge date. I got to wear sexy clothes. And he's like, oh, yeah, you and your se- uh, sorry, you won't be able to get into your closet for your sexy date. She's like, well, actually, I'm just going to the movies with Rhonda. And I'm like, you went to the movies twice in one week, Sandy. I wish I were you. <laughs> I remember being you, Sandy. <laughs> Don't make the same mistakes I did. <laughs> Uh, so that's kind of that thing. And like, yeah, the last scene is Allison and Billy just, she's forgiven him. Billy's just like sitting on the the couch doing headlines kind of. Like, <laughs> oh, did you hear that? Hey, oh, you hear about this? You hear about this? Oh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the Leading Tower Pizza is going to fall over in 2200. Huh, I don't even saw it, Allison. Not doing anything for you? <laughs> nope, didn't think so. It's kind of great, though, because uh, it's like, again, this dude just lives on fucking Fantasy Island, man, because he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've never seen the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Where's that? Italy. I've never been there. Mm, You know what I should do, Allison? I should really travel more. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? You still owe her fucking toilet paper money or whatever it is. 
but he's gonna travel more you fucking asshole he's gonna run out on that bill and then just say the world if i can't if i can't raise a kid i'm gonna see the world eventually yeah. he will take his final form which is a a, a talented mr ripley but a, a, a simpleton <laughs> <laughs> a dumb talented mr ripley is what you're saying yeah. yes he like ripley's uh, like a, a, a another dumbass that has yeah. a shit life so it's just no, it's just a zero-sum game <laughs> By the way, that's a fucking great movie. If it if uh, it was like a talented Mr. Ripley type thing, but in the Tom Ripley role was Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> hey, yeah. cool! I stole your identity. <laughs> hey, let's go on this boat. Yuck! <laughs> Take it out, Prilosec OTC prescriptions in your name. <laughs> hey, cool! Hey, cool! I'm kind of kissing guys. <laughs> Oh mercy! Uh, so that's the episode. It's just sort of she ends the episode with like, well, I'll, they got to make the booking. Yeah, there's like I'll fuck you one day, buddy. Uh, uh, I guess. Yeah. Well, because she's like she like hints that she's turned the corner about like maybe and not turned the corner, but slightly maybe thinking about changing her mind about having a kid, and he's like. He's like, oh, really? You can think about having kids now, huh? Well, with who? With who? With who? Who are you going to have a kid with, Alvin? Who? Who? And she's like, you never know. Closes the door slowly. Major fuck eyes when she lands that last eye, Uh that last line. Yep. I'm no just, doubt about I'm it. I'm going to just start taking one of my... I'm going to take a third of the birth control I'm supposed to take, and we'll just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Call that Russian roulette. Oh, my God. Uh, so that's that. The episode there. We'll do our our standard uh, parting shots and stuff we didn't catch in the episode. Andor, like, are you excited to continue on with this? By the way, we've got ourselves a three day weekend, gang. That's exciting, right? Absolutely. Oh man, finally! Just you know, what everybody's gonna go out and barbecue, go on some boats, meet some. Oh no! Wait, wait, wait! I'm getting, I'm getting news. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, uh, it's gonna be just like every other day. Got it? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, oh well, yep. yes, and just like every other day, there'll be a new 90210 episode for you. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so, uh, Eric, anything uh, parting uh, excitement? Uh, not really. I was actually, I really enjoyed. God damn, I kind of enjoyed this episode because I like seeing Billy be a complete piece of shit, and I like hating him. <laughs> And it's fun to watch. So I'm very like excited to keep going on this endeavor. I hope the lockdown ends one day, but if, <laughs> until it until it does, we're here. Uh, Christopher Cabin. Uh, it remains complete torture, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm a pain pig. So let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, Andrew. Uh, yeah, I'm actually quite excited to continue this in the next week because uh, you guys remember a couple weeks ago. Just how badly 90210 got it with race relations in that basketball episode. Yeah. Uh, Stay tuned. Oh, Oh, no. no. Oh, and I will say, we have ourselves another Billy-centric episode. Stay the fuck tuned. Christ. I don't know if we'll be able to make it. Oh, my God. I just went to that fucking burned episode page on IMDb. Holy shit. Scary (laughs) as fuck. I'm excited. So, oh, okay, no. so Billy makes racist comments. Uh, Dude, don't spoil it. It's oh, going to be good. So that's tuned. what we got coming next week. But first, obviously, on Monday, we got ourselves a Melrose Place. I do ask that you, I mean, check out the, the Patreon. That is how we are able to do all of our free stuff for you guys, which we love. Uh, so if you're interested in more content, you've got stuff on the Nexus. We just did some uh, some two great dad-centric Star Trek episodes are coming your way. We got the Jetsons Animation Damnation, uh, Gleep Glossary on some Gamorrean pig guards. As Eric already mentioned, we've got a full-length episode on The Ring. And also, 
for you sleazeheads out there, we are touring uh, scummy Los Angeles yet again uh, for uh, a movie called Don's Plum, which almost killed Leonardo DiCaprio and Tobey Maguire's Th- careers. This yes. might be a three-hour episode. Of, it's going to uh, be three hours. Please. I mean, they, there's a lot to talk about. Three hours or 20 minutes. I can't tell which yet. <laughs> I but, Honestly, I don't know, man. I, having seen the movie already, I'm going to lean towards 20 minutes. Yeah, same. So check that out, uh, and we'd appreciate it if you did. Anyways, we got more free stuff coming for you on Monday. We're going back to Beverly Hills 90210. We're really excited. That'll drop on Memorial Day. So when you're frying a sad hot dog in your backyard, you get to listen to that. (laughs) Oh, man. I feel like every hot dog I've fried in my life has been a sad hot dog. (laughs) So until next week, I have been Steven Sadak. Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Chris Gabin. Take it easy and remain indoors. That was a HeadGum Podcast.